Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. And how exciting is this? We are stepping into the month of September, which means we have this month, next month, and then November, and we will have read through the entire Bible together. So I'm super excited, super proud of you for keeping up with this. Here's how it works. I'll be reading out of the New International Version. You can follow along or let me read it over you. And in the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So here we go. Starting in 2 Chronicles chapter 1. Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, to the judges and to the leaders in Israel, the heads of families, and Solomon, and the whole assembly went to the high place at Gibeon. For God's tent of meeting was there, which Moses the Lord's servant had made in the wilderness. Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. But the bronze altar that Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, was in Gibeon in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord in the tent of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered God, You have shown great kindness to David my father and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed, for you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given you, and I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had, and none after you will have. Then Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Kew. The royal merchants purchased them from Kew at the current price. They imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. They also exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and of the Arameans. Second Chronicles chapter 2 Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stonecutters in the hills and 3,600 as foremen over them. Solomon sent this message to Hiram, king of Tyre. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. 
Now I am about to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God and to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him, for setting out the consecrated bread regularly, and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on the Sabbaths, at the new moons, and at the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is a lasting ordinance for Israel. The temple I am going to build will be great, because our God is greater than all other gods. But who is able to build a temple for him, since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him? Who then am I to build a temple for him, except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? Send me, therefore, a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving, to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled workers whom my father David provided. Send me also cedar, juniper, and algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants are skilled in cutting timber there. My servants will work with yours to provide me with plenty of lumber, because the temple I build must be large and magnificent." I will give your servants, the woodsmen who cut the timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of olive oil. Hiram, king of Tyre, replied by letter to Solomon, Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. And Hiram added, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He has given King David a wise son, endowed with intelligence and discernment, who will build a temple for the Lord and a palace for himself. I am sending you Huram Abi, a man of great skill, whose mother was from Dan and whose father was from Tyre. He is trained to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, and with purple and blue and crimson yarn and fine linen. He is experienced in all kinds of engraving and can execute any design given to him. He will work with your skilled workers and with those of my lord David your father. Now let my lord send his servants the wheat and barley and the olive oil and wine he promised, and we will cut all the logs from Lebanon that you need and will float them as rafts by sea down to Joppa. You can then take them up to Jerusalem." Solomon took a census of all the foreigners residing in Israel after the census his father David had taken, and they were found to be 153,600. He assigned 70,000 of them to be carriers and 80,000 to be stonecutters in the hills, with 3,600 foremen over them to keep the people working. Second Chronicles chapter 3 Then Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David. It was on the threshing floor of Arauna the Jebusite, the place provided by David. He began building on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. The foundation Solomon laid for building the temple of God was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, using the cubit of the old standard. The portico at the front of the temple was 20 cubits long across the width of the building and 20 cubits high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with juniper and covered it with fine gold and decorated it with palm tree and chain designs. He adorned the temple with precious stones, 
and the gold he used was gold of parvaim. He overlaid the ceiling beams, door frames, walls, and doors of the temple with gold, and he carved cherubim on the walls. He built the most holy place, its length corresponding to the width of the temple, 20 cubits long and 20 cubits wide. He overlaid the inside with 600 talents of fine gold. The gold nails weighed 50 shekels. He also overlaid the upper parts with gold. For the most holy place, he made a pair of sculpted cherubim and overlaid them with gold. The total wingspan of the cherubim was 20 cubits. One wing of the first cherub was five cubits long and touched the temple wall, while its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the other cherub. Similarly, one wing of the second cherub was five cubits long and touched the other temple wall, and its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the first cherub. The wings of these cherubim extended twenty cubits. They stood on their feet facing the main hall. He made the curtain of blue, purple, and crimson yarn in fine linen, with cherubim worked into it. For the front of the temple, he made two pillars, which together were thirty-five cubits long, each with a capital five cubits high. He made interwoven chains and put them on top of the pillars. He also made a hundred pomegranates and attached them to the chains. He erected the pillars in the front of the temple, one to the south and one to the north. The one to the south he named Jachin, and the one to the north, Boaz. Second Chronicles chapter 4 He made a bronze altar twenty cubits long, twenty cubits wide, and ten cubits high. He made the sea of cast metal, circular in shape, measuring ten cubits from rim to rim and five cubits high. It took a line of thirty cubits to measure around it. Below the rim, figures of bulls encircled it, ten to a cubit. The bulls were cast in two rows in one piece with the sea. The sea stood on twelve bulls, three facing north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. The sea rested on top of them, and their hindquarters were toward the center. It was a handbreadth in thickness, and its rim was like the rim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It held three thousand baths. He then made ten basins for washing and placed five on the south side and five on the north. In them, the things to be used for the burnt offerings were rinsed, but the sea was to be used by the priests for washing. He made ten gold lampstands according to the specifications for them and placed them in the temple, five on the south side and five on the north. He made ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the south side and five on the north. He also made a hundred gold sprinkling bowls. He made the courtyard of the priests, and the large court and the doors for the court, and overlaid the doors with bronze. He placed the sea on the south side at the southeast corner. And Huram also made the pots and shovels and sprinkling bowls. So Huram finished the work he had undertaken for King Solomon in the temple of God. The two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two sets of networks decorating the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the four hundred pomegranates for the two sets of network, two rows of pomegranates for each network decorating the bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the stands with their basins, the sea and the twelve bowls under it, 
the pots, shovels, meat forks, and all related articles. All the objects that Haram Abi made for King Solomon for the temple of the Lord were of polished bronze. The king had them cast in clay molds in the plain of the Jordan between Sukkoth and Zarathon. All these things that Solomon made amounted to so much that the weight of the bronze could not be calculated. Solomon also made all the furnishings that were in God's temple. The golden altar, the table on which was the bread of the presence, the lampstands of pure gold with their lamps, to burn in front of the inner sanctuary as prescribed. The gold floral work in lamps and tongs, they were solid gold. The pure gold wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, dishes, and censers, and the gold doors of the temple, the inner doors to the most holy place, and the doors of the main hall. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. This was probably Solomon's biggest act of obedience to the Lord. Out of all that he did, he made sure to honor God with this temple. And I love how he talked about it before he even started. He said this has to be a great place because our God is great. And then when he reaches out to the other kings, like King Hiram, because of Solomon's obedience and discipline to the things of the Lord, even King Hiram is able to say, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. He realizes what God is doing through King Solomon. And overall, what is it that he's doing? He's bringing glory to the name of the Lord. Every gold piece, every bronze piece, every cedar plank, every piece of stonery was all set in place very specifically with the goal of honoring God. I think the lesson we can learn from King Solomon here is that the wisest man who ever lived didn't hoard everything for himself, but instead turned it around and said, I want to build something that honors the Lord with all of this resource. And then he called the kings around him and asked them to be a part of it. He was willing to spend money, resource, and time to make sure that the name of the Lord was honored. And because of it, other people joined in in the process. That's what it should look like in our lives. We should be so ready to honor God that we do it with every resource every ounce of energy, everything that we have in a way that calls other people into the same presence of the Lord because he is worthy of it. He is a great God and he deserves every ounce of everything that we have. This is what King Solomon said in Second Chronicles chapter 2, verse 5. He said, The temple I am going to build will be great because our God is greater than all other gods. So how willing are you to make God the greatest thing in your life? Spending more time and energy and resource honoring Him than anything else. Because if we don't do that, we are not fully honoring Him the way He deserves. So may you sacrificially give whatever it takes to honor God above everything else in your life. That's all the time we have left for today. Love you. God bless. Thank you.